Look at how shiny she is. Damn. I like Adam. Oh. How's it going, Adam? Yeah. That's the other thing. Okay, so. Why is there a dog in her face? Oh. Head, head to toe shiny. Nice. Slater. Head to toe shiny. Um, always hairless. Absolutely hairless, except for, you know. Head. Yeah, eyebrows, hair. That's it. Uh, even the eyebrows. Yeah, they're penciled on, probably. Hi, Haru. Wait. You guys find a gold, dog. Pick up that gold! It's popping at yeah, the bottom. Oh, 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 near it. There, there we go. go. Oh, that was easy. He's thinking. Now buy some gear, something. Choyo is 51 gold. We are streaming. Bye, Haru. On the roostooth.com. Oh, you got a critical hit. Nice. Big aqua, baby. Welcome to an oiled up bowl of dude soup. <laughs> What's the other? Um, oh, treasure chest, treasure chest! Get that treasure chest! In any amount of light, you can see gold. a giant shine on it at all times. Uh, hmm. And it's also got two little lumps on the top. She's a bear. It's gross. to accentuate these things. It's gross. Who is, who is this one on the right? I think that's me. That's your character. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Well, that makes sense. Your boobs are way smaller. She's you need to get something that does some auto-attacking for you, bro. Yeah, seriously. Is there an auto-clicker app I can There has to be. I just realized, yeah, all this clicking is probably going to come through on the podcast. Click, uh, click quiet. It's okay. Yeah, you, you might have to pace yourself, Adam. We got a we got a long podcast going. Whoa! What are you doing? Those are giant tits. <laughs> oh my god! Man, oh, people listening. I, I, I feel bad for the cheat? people listening. He's gonna fucking wait. Why are you gonna cheat in this game? So I don't click no. and fuck up the audio because it it's a just, podcast. It really you, get, you have to just set it up okay. to auto click. You gotta it's just pace right. yourself out. Probably there's something you can buy in game that'll yeah. auto click for you. Most of these clicker games, they stop. You stop clicking after a certain. Yeah, you don't and you Download don't get, that virus, Adam. Nice. You don't want to get banned, man. <laughs> a clicker, a mouse clicker. You're gonna get vac banned from Sakura Clicker. Welcome to auto clicker. This is the most pathetic right. thing in the world. <laughs> Jesus, Just do your thing. All right. If anyone from the actual leaderboards for uh, Sakura, Sakura Clicker is watching, we're sorry. Uh, I do not agree with these methods. That's true. I don't condone them, and mm -hmm. I think Adam should be shunned from the community for this. We are dishonoring the noble art of clicking on. Titty girls. Just keep doing this. I've never done this before. This is interesting to me. Alright, well, this uh, this episode is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace allows you to build uh, professionally designed sites regardless of skill. No coding required. So if you are... Let's just throw this out. Oh, Jesus Christ, Adam. You're hacking it! You still have to pick up the items. Go ahead, sorry. Let's say that you are the world champion in Sakura Clicker, and you want to tell everyone the glory of being a uh, fair combatant in Sakura Clicker, not cheating like Adam is right now. Uh -huh. You can make a great website, Showing off your demo reel, your uh, maybe a nice little table highlighting your scores. You could even have a little like image gallery of all the all the little ladies that you uh, you combat with in the desert or whatever's going on here. Uh, Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. It starts at eight dollars a month, and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. Uh, we've we've often mentioned like uh, this is an anecdote I tell often when it comes to Squarespace, but we get a lot of questions about how do I do what you do. Well, you just start doing it, and oh, there you go. You're going, going a little cr click crazy there. Um, you got to start doing it, and then you have to have a way to show people it. Uh, YouTube is pretty easy for that, but it also helps to have a portfolio website with some clip, ooh, some clips, and um, you know, just uh, personal information, ways to contact you, things like that. So start your free trial site today with no credit card required. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to sign up at squarespace.com/dudesoup. To get 10% off your first purchase. Once more, that's squarespace.com slash 10% uh, off your first purchase. Thank you for your sponsorship, Squarespace. And moving on to other games that probably didn't take a long time to make, but still earned lots of money. Um, PewDiePie played Five Nights at Freddy's 4, and that, you could say no shit, but that's notable because he doesn't like Five Nights at Freddy's anymore. 
Um, he, he basically said, I like the first two games. By the third, it got annoying. By the fourth, he didn't really even want to play it anymore, and he kind of made that obvious. You got to spend your gold, dog. So did you watch oh, the did you watch the video? The I did. Video? Now, was he faking reaction, or was he just no, playing it normally? No, no, no. He was playing it normally. Like, okay, so he started playing, and he was like, hey, here we go. It's Five Nights at Freddy's 4, and he's like, I'm so excited. And then, like, it just zoomed in on his face. Like, yeah, yeah. So he made it pretty clear that, like, he didn't, he wasn't into it to begin with. Don't, don't buy Are DLC. Are you kidding me? Don't buy it. Sorry. You gotta buy, buy gear. Buy more adventures. Adventures? You're in the DLC section. Yeah, bro. uh, yeah. Get out oh, of the DLC. So what are you what are you doing? doing? Come on. I don't know what this is. <laughs> go to items. Go to items. Weapons or something. So uh, it, it's interesting because what we have here is a good old-fashioned case of. So uh, after the video came out, he saw some. Well, click buy next buy to Toyo. Next to Toyo. <laughs> there, you there you go. Now you're getting more ladies. There. See. Get them all. Collect and them now all. Now your strength is higher. And look, uh, she changed over there. He's got a little, little fairy dog. Sorry, were we talking about something? Yeah, uh, PewDiePie. So, um, the only reason I bring this up is because we're kind of familiar with this. So, he he did a blog post after the fact. He uh, showed like the like-dislike ratio on his video. He said, wait, ratings-wise, it was probably one of his worst videos. Really? Which, even for him, wow. wasn't that bad. Let's the Five Nights at Freddy's 4 video? Yeah. Wow. Well, let's see here. Let's see. Here. Let me click on this, because I got a little image here. So, it got 126,000 likes, 6,000 dislikes. Um, you know, the ratio there is still pretty good. We've certainly seen worse on things we've done, but, uh... But not often. I mean, most of the time, it's, you know, it's pretty positive. Yeah, yeah. So, for him, he was like, okay, there was a clear negative reaction to this video. Pre what are you doing, Adam? He's because he's, he's auto-clicking, yeah, so yeah, when he slides off the screen, it clicks. You uh, guys need to mind your own business right now. <laughs> We're watching you play! <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. We should let Adam click on the ladies however click he likes. Click on the Buy <laughs> the items and shit. I'd like when you're Jesus really frustrated. Yeah, you're really frustrated. I get, game. listen. People have seen, I get really frustrated when, last week, when we were playing that dumb elephant game. Yeah, Tembo. It's getting so frustrated. Tembo the Just elephant. jump. I know. I, there, I was... you got auto-clicking now. You were hurting. You were hurting and you didn't have to click. Just let it go. So the game already has cheats built into it. No, that's yeah, how every click your games work! Alright, so anyways. I don't play this uh, so he did, he did a post-follow-up, trying to address his fans, because they were basically like, they're like, why, why did you do this video if you didn't want to play the game? Mm. And then so he did, he made this blog post basically showing his Twitter feed of people just spamming him, saying, You have to play Five Nights at Freddy's 4! Yeah, you gotta play You gotta play him to do it. Of course, he's played all the Five Nights at Freddy's. That makes total exactly. sense Exactly. So it's, it's one of those interesting situations where there's an audience that is howling for something they think they want, but then once they get it, they realize it's, you know, it's not, it's not exactly what they were expecting. And then even from the creative side of things, um, PewDiePie could have tried to tell them, listen, you think you want this video because it worked in the past, but it's not going to work again, so please stop asking for it. Well, that, that, it's funny, because that may not work either. Exactly. Then you're, you're going to get a bunch of people on your ass being like, well, just fucking make the video. Yeah, you can't tell us what to like. Yeah, like, we're your audience, we tell you what to do. Now, here's the interesting thing. It's that voice again. We just did the... Yeah, we're, we're being condescending. We're, we're the, I'm, that's the audience voice. Uh, <laughs> so we, here's the thing, we just together. did the YouTube certification thing, and what we find out, through YouTube certification and honestly just generally through YouTube best practices, YouTube tells you to do the thing that you want to do. Mm -hmm. That's first and foremost. Like before anything else, a YouTube channel, thumbnails, titles, whatever, it says do the thing you want to do. Make the video you want to make. Mm -hmm. So if PewDiePie doesn't make the video he wants to make, he's not going to have the passion behind the video and everyone will be able to tell. And they'll all not like the video. And so like for example, if PewDiePie started making uh, let's say let's say he had a, a thousand people telling him what to do, and before he started his YouTube channel, and then he made a video he didn't want to make, but he made a video the audience wanted. The audience would then have dictated what he did. He would not have liked the video, and the video wouldn't have done well because everyone would have been able to tell he was not passionate about what he was doing. 
And I think they did. They, they, they could tell because, you know, it wasn't great content. Uh, the trick is um, sometimes, and I think we've kind of been in this issue too, or in, in this area, with the people yelling at us to play Sims over and over and over again. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what happens when your audience wants something from you, but you know it's not something you can give to them? Right? Like, uh, and, you know, there's a weird thing going on with the Final Fantasy VII remake, get to that in a second. But basically, there are times when you have made something and people like it so much, they want that again, but you're like, no, that, was, that can't happen again. How do you message that? And at some point, are you ever trapped by that? Are James, you bound by that? I think James gets a lot of tweets about how they want him to take his shirt off and his, and his pants off. What? And his underwear, and his underwear off. Oh, that's a lot of gold. Good job, Adam. Holy oh. shit. Bye, die. Bye, die. Bye, die. Bye, die. Just scroll down and keep buying women. And then also, you, oh, he spent all that's it. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, you auto what, do you, what do you do, James, if people want you to take your shirt off over and over and over? And I write mind. a fucking script where I take my shirt off. Oh. All right, well, then never mind. He answered the audience and said yes. You could do so, that. So yeah. cheats. There you go. Uh, well, like, our thing is, like, we like to do the opposite of what people tell us. So usually, like, you'll always see this on Twitter. Someone's like, can you wish me happy birthday? Oh, yeah. And then James will wish Gus a happy birthday. Yeah. And, like, that makes us laugh. And so it's like we we sort of, like... I don't know. We, here's, here's, we, don't, I, we don't like to meet people's expectations. I do. I, my whole question is, do you trust me? Do you trust me? The reason you're asking me to wish you a happy birthday is because you think that I'm entertaining right. to you. So if I just say happy birthday, you've written my script, which means you don't think that I need to interject anything to be funny. So I'm going to do what I think is funny, mm -hmm. which is not wish you a happy birthday, because that's what you want. Well, the, I guess the interesting thing about YouTube is that everybody thinks that YouTube is again something anybody can do. So if the audience can do it, and then that means you can do it, mm -hmm. they're just as good as you are. That's true. So if they ask you to do something, they know just as good as you what to do. Well, is that true? No, because they're watching me and I'm not watching them. Exactly. And, and that's right, you're better than them. And, no, no, we're not saying we're better than them. We're <laughs> it, just saying it's we, because we followed our instincts right. to get to a certain point, and so we're probably not at going to just be like, okay, well, we're not going to follow that instinct anymore. And it's kind of one of those things where, like, I know, for example, I, there are certain actors that I like. I like Colin Farrell. I've liked Colin Farrell since he was Bullseye in Daredevil. I like Christopher Maloney. And I actually think, I even liked Colin Farrell before that. I think he was in Minority Report. I liked him. Yeah, 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 that's great. And I trust that whatever Colin Farrell is in, I will like Colin Farrell. Uh, that's something that I can't go to Colin Farrell and be like, act it differently. Yeah. I can't do that. Do phone booth too. He's a better actor than I am. So I know that whatever he's picking, whatever he's doing, I trust that he will do the better job than what I am thinking. That's, that's sort of the way I think about it. That isn't to say that you can't have input yeah. on the creative process no, no, or influence not. things. There's tons of times where people have sent us games or ideas for games and we oh, sure. like, oh, and then we try, like, there's this whole thing the here. Is, yeah. This whole thing here which someone sent us and we were like, hey, that's a pretty good idea. And we did it. So, like... But we, the thing is that he didn't send us a show treatment for demo. No, no, yeah, yeah. He was just like, here, play these. Well, the funny thing is the one dollar one hour. Oh, the whole yeah. one dollar one hour. It's fiasco is a wrong word for it, but... Uh, <laughs> fiasco. But basically how, like, Spool pitched that concept and we laughed at him. We we laughed at him, but we were also like, we should do that, yeah. right? And then people after the fact were like, 
were like, oh, we're going to do, we, you should do one Spools $1, one hour show. And they came up with the idea that we had already come up with as a group. Uh-huh. And then they also created a list of ideas and that was at the top of it. And they kept sending it to us as an example of how much people wanted it mm-hmm. when we had already agreed to do it long before that list ever existed. We were just you know? trying to get to it. <laughs> it just, yeah, it was just, we had to do, we had to reach that point. And yeah. so like, it was one of those things where a lot of people were like, were like, oh, we, we made $1 an hour happen. And it's like, I mean, we're glad you, that you, you enjoy it. Yeah, you helped. Um, and you basically made us feel really good about like, Making you basically a pulled a Shenmue where, you know, you came and you, you said, we already want this yeah. before anything yeah. even exists. But we had already come up with the idea for it, you know, like we had already basically decided we were going to do it. You just pre-confirmed that it was a good idea for us to do it. Yeah. So that, well, that feels good. That's a situation in which case it feels good, but, you know. I, I get where PewDiePie is coming from, though, where Definitely. he, I mean, not, not so much now because he's on top and he'll probably stay there for a very long time. Um, so he doesn't really have to do much. He's not really a slave to his audience, but at the same time, he wants to make content that his fans enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I can see the pressure, where it's sort of like, maybe you got to like ham it up, and you got to you know you got to play to the camera. Whereas like we never really do that. We do it to like some degree. Like we you know we're not going to be like lazy you know t- super cynical fucks where we're just like fuck everything, fuck you. So I'm fuck like, you. like, hey James, do the joke with me. And you're like fuck you. And you're like we're not we're not going to do that. That's Unless just it's funny. Me. Say your catchphrase. Uh, fuck, fuck off, dickholes! No. <laughs> you did it. Get your fuck on. Um, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the one. So Get there, there is on. a balance between you know appeasing your audience and making and doing something that makes you happy, uh, and just find I can I can see people getting burnt out on that though. But, but like I said, yeah. rule number one from YouTube: make yourself happy. True. That's yeah. that's rule number one mm-hmm. when you're making videos. I guess the thing that dildo that, reviews dildo reviews with Adam Kovic. What? The thing I've always been scared of is when you get to PewDiePie territory. There may come this like breaking point where you enter this death spiral where all people want from you is what you've already done. Oh, yeah. And oh, if yeah. you do that, you're not going to do it with any kind of enthusiasm, so it's going to be shit content. So you have to tell people... True Detective Season 2 is garbage. <laughs> so we'll get to Let's that in a second. Let's get there. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> uh, um, but uh, like, what happens when people get so mad at you because you're not listening to them or respecting their opinion but really it's that they're not understanding the creative process or what you have to do to produce good content. So, turn off your auto clicker before you scroll over there. No, 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 it's fine. Clicks. So like what happens, what happens when you're at this like weird breaking point where the audience demands a certain kind of content and you don't want to make it for them because you know it's going to be bad and they refuse to like, they, they get so angry at you for thinking you know better than them yeah. or something like that. Or say you do make the content and they don't like it and you're like, I told you so. And they're like, well, you just didn't make it right. Like, what happens when the audience becomes so insistent? Joel, are you listening to this? Yeah, yeah. So, do you know of any YouTube channels that this has happened to? Because I don't. And I, I assume that Joel might have a Well, this point hasn't really happened to PewDiePie either. No, like, but not, not PewDiePie, but like other... I've, oh, I see. I, I've seen the opposite. So, you want me to come over huh. here real quick? Yeah, get over here, Joel. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like Joel. <laughs> here, I'll, I'll take out. I don't want to uh, mention any names, but I've actually seen the opposite, where... Um, uh, the audience wants, uh, like, you're known for doing something, like, uh, and the audience wants you to do something, and you're like, you know what, I don't want to do that. And so YouTube advice is do what you want to do, do what you're passionate yeah. about. So this person was like, you know what, I'm going to totally change what I do because I'm sick of doing this thing, uh, and I'm going to do something else. And boy, that person is not nearly as popular now as they used to be. Not making mm-hmm. as much money, not getting as much views. I'm sitting right fucking here. Ooh, well, it's bird, embarrassing for you, burn. but not for me. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. 
So, but I don't again, I'm not gonna name any so, names. So, and that reversed. So it, they were they were doing it well. Well, it depends on how much of a change. There's there's a, there's, a, there's a lot here. There's a lot here, and yeah. also like it was a different time in YouTube when that person was so super successful. Got it. But they but they made a conscious decision to stop doing the thing that made them successful in the first place because they were like, I'm sick of it. I don't want to do it anymore. That's not why. That's not why people went to their channel. So it's like if PewDiePie started doing like you know, dramas. Like, he started doing narrative drama or something on his yeah. channel. Everybody would be like, what the fuck is this? And Truly, that was and, Sophie's and, choice. And they and wouldn't come back. Also, like all things, it's business. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta make business business, right? Like, that's that's <laughs> kind of how it works. So if, if Colin Farrell decides that he only wants to, like, climb up into... He only wants to climb mountains from now on, and he doesn't want to act in movies, and then he's like, he's like, hmm, I'm running out of money. People don't really like that I'm climbing Mount Everest over and over and over again. It's like, that's a decision you had to make when you wanted to climb Mount Everest for the rest of your life, bro. Right. Like, yeah. yep. So then he goes back to making movies. So then he'll go back to Mount Everest. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was actually, over this weekend, a uh, friend of mine had a birthday party, and there's a lot of like mutual friends. And there was someone there. Uh, there was a few people there. They all, a lot of them work in YouTube and other channels and stuff like that. And I was talking to one of them. And I was like, oh, you looking for any games? They're like, eh. I'm like, you played anything? Eh. <laughs> like. Uh, last time I saw one of your videos, you were like super happy in this one video. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, wow, okay, wow. burnt out. Like, was over. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's sad. Like, I, I hope I never get to that point where I'm just like, I don't like making turning, stuff. Turning that crank. I'm also super distracted by these little girls I'm touching. Um, that's a cat. <laughs> I'm sorry, cat woman. I mean, they're that's so innocent. I'm sure they're of age She's in some country. She's 114 years old. Hold on just a sec, I thought of something. What? We gotta sync. Yeah, we can, we can tail sync though. Provided we are remember. You, I was gonna say, are you gonna remember that, or should we yes. just do it right now? No, the time here, I'll, I'll put it in my notes. Okay. We will absolutely, totally, 100%. Also, I mean, you we forgot. It's not, a, it's not my job, I'm not putting it in my notes. I'm putting um, in my notes. I was, I was gonna, gonna say go. the other thing, the, the actual gaming aspect to take away from the PewDiePie thing is, how many Five Nights at Freddy's came out this year? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be burned out by this now. Is, this is what happens, because PewDiePie's, I guess, close to the industry, and he's like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like, like you may not realize this because you haven't played them all. You've only seen the headlines or seen people tweeting about it or whatever. But he's, he's like, these games are all the same. Yeah. I'm just gonna be making the same video I made. Well, before. he said as much. Yeah. I, I kind of liked it because it was sort of like PewDiePie reviews games. Yeah. And he was, he was like, it's just jump scares. Well, like, yeah. There's nothing really scary here. It's like we've seen this. And, and also, like, it, like, thank the, you. The big thing about this video in particular was. He knew when the jump scares were coming because he played so much Five Nights already. Yeah. yeah. Like so, they would happen, and he would just turn to the webcam and be like, "It's just, it's just not working anymore." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the audience was like, eh, eh. "Like it was weird." The, the rainbow of reactions that I saw in the comments, some people were like, "Why are you faking it?" And he's like, "I'm clearly not. Like yeah, that's yeah. the opposite of what I was doing." Yeah, he was actually giving you the real reaction. And then some people were like, "You should have faked it. Like make entertaining content." And oh he's boy. Like, yeah, so, you don't you don't want to watch someone's job. Yeah, basically. No, you don't you don't fake it because then it then it comes through and then well, everybody can see. There's it's yeah. an interesting thing it, on the subject of faking it in YouTube. It's very interesting because people are it's really unclear what faking is to some audience members. Because I remember there's one time uh, Adam Lawrence and I in our spare time played Destiny together. Oh, that's we right. played Destiny together and we were like, "Fuck it, let's cap it and then we'll put it up." Yeah. It'll yeah. be a Destiny gameplay. We put it up, and people were like, "Why are you guys faking it? You're pretending to have fun. This isn't like you guys." And I was like, "We we chose to play this game for fun, purely for fun." Yeah. And I remember afterwards, like my cheeks were hurting because we were playing tug of war on the yeah. edge of the <laughs> edge awesome. of the of the thing, and it, like it was purely us in a in a game for the sake of having fun. It was something that we thought were like. 
we're not sure if this will make a good video. And it ended up, yeah. we ended up putting it on the channel and we, we're like, oh, it was funny. We like, didn't have to make jokes. Like, we didn't have to like do silly things or shtick or anything in any part of that video. We didn't, we didn't feel obligated to do it because the, we were just playing a game that around. we felt was fun. Well, to, and we were accused of faking it no, in that video. Around. Well, to be honest with her, I mean like, not to get too granular about our content, but like with the co-ops, those co-ops aren't funny. No. They're, oh, yeah. they're fun. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I mean, like, in my opinion, they're just fun to watch. I don't laugh at them. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, these are fun because, like, they're having fun and, yeah. like, like the game is having fun with them and they're having fun with the game. Like, it's, it's, but it's not like a, <laughs> like, gut, you know, well, like, our, our big day, guttural laughs. Our, our bread and butter is like uh, playing, you know, shitty games like Manhunter where we can all just laugh at the game. It's very yeah. mystery science theater, which is obviously a very huge inspiration to all of us. Nope. Go ahead. But, Sorry. You oh, right. oh, no, I was going to say, though, but the co op stuff allows for like spontaneity and that's why like if you get into like PewDiePie situation and you're kind of just playing by yourself I know he does stuff with like Cinnamon Toast Cannon and these other uh, other channels and stuff but he's typically mostly by himself right, right. Um, but you miss out on the spontaneity and like I enjoy those moments a lot uh, we were just playing uh, what was the game? Dead, Dead Realm, Dead Realm yeah. and it sucks because we're missing half our cap because yeah. uh, OBS shit the bed um, well maybe I think it may have been the game or the game or whatever it's, it's early access but there was a moment where the whole game is like evolve with ghosts, basically, um, and we're all running from a ghost. And James and I are running down the hallway, and we're like, we're like, come on, come on, come on! And I accidentally closed the door on James. Like we were sticking together, and yeah. it was literally Adam. And then Adam runs to a wall button as I'm coming around the corner, hits it, and then a gate comes down right in front of me as Bruce is chasing me as a tiny baby, like, a baby, baby, ghost. like baby ghost monster. <laughs> And so I'm like, you uh, son of a... Like, it was a very genuine moment. Yeah. And I, it was me apologizing. I'm like, I'm so you're sorry. You're on the I'm other so side sorry. of the game going, I'm so sorry. And then you watch me get killed. <laughs> and it, it was like this weird part of my brain where like, you have to learn how to play games for entertainment because mm -hmm. we do create entertaining content. Like, you can't just be moving the mouse everywhere or like the controller because you realize like, I need a hold on shot. That's like if you guys ever yeah. watch me play Manhunter, the, like the way I play games, like first person shooters, I'll spend a lot of time on something. Yeah. Because it's almost like you're operating a camera rather than a character, and so like, it's a different way of playing games, but it's still enjoyable. I don't know, but um, I was just saying like, I I enjoy those moments, and they're rare when we just have those spontaneous moments. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm yeah. saying the the love is gone from our relationship. No, we love each other, and we also love well-fitting prescription glasses yeah, from Warby that's Parker. True. We do. Uh, Adam, you can actually use this service, you're right? A smooth operator. Yes, I have used Warby Parker. I like them. Oh, what is it, um, what is it like, Adam? Tell me about so it. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll tell you first. I don't wear glasses anymore. I got LASIK a while ago. This is sponsorship, by Injury the way. Attack. I know, no, it's fine. I feel like I'm, I didn't make that clear. No, 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 it's fine. This is a sponsorship, but this is a, this is a true story. Um, I miss wearing glasses though because I I've been told I look good in them. Oh. Um, so I did buy some frames from Warby Parker. They're whenever basically I get raccoon eyes when I like go out in the you know the sun too much and you wear sunglasses. And you have a sunburn, but your eyes are still kind of uh, white. Uh, I'll wear my uh, my Warby Parker glasses. Interesting, because nice. glasses got you into that mess, and now you're <laughs> counting on glasses to get you out of them. I'll tell you, I think I'm pretty sure I know why my eyes went bad. But anyway, the uh, the glasses are awesome. They're pretty affordable, and they uh, they're really high quality. So yeah. I, I really like them. I highly recommend it. Uh, affordability is something that they stress. Uh, they say that glasses should be viewed as a fashion except viewed huh? as a fashion accessory, just like a bag, shoe, necktie, a hat. People wear hats or neckties. Maybe Joel. Yeah, they do. Um, they're talking. To, they're talking about Joel. Absolutely. Warby Parker says at ninety-five dollars, we make it easy to accessorize with glasses. On top of their great price, all glasses include anti-reflective and anti-glare coating at no additional cost, and all glasses include a hard case and cleaning cloth. There are no additional items you will need to purchase. Uh, go to WarbyParker.com. That's W-A-R-B-Y Warby Parker P-A-R-K-E-R dot com slash dude soup. 
to get to choose your five free home try-on frames. Uh, you can then send the frames back and choose your favorite pairs and order. And by visiting that URL, you, were, you will get free three-day shipping on your final frame choice. Uh, Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk-free and free shipping all around. And for every pair of glasses sold, they distribute a pair of glasses to someone in need. So go to warbyparker.com slash dudesoup today to get started on finding your new look. So from the sounds of it, basically you can pick five frames that you think might look good on you. They ship you all the frames without lenses, obviously. You try them on at home, see how they fit, see how they look. You then send them back. You say, I want these because they looked good on me. And then they'll actually fill your prescription and send you the glasses back. So um, I've actually bought glasses from um, a different uh, outlet. And you basically have to order them up front. So you kind of have to just guess how they'll look on your head. And really? also from the measurements. Yeah. Well, also going to the doctor was always like kind of a pain because you're like, well, yeah, you like, can this need is all you got. Yeah, and then they're like, well, we've got oh, these, yeah. Yeah, these other cool ones. It's going to take six weeks to and come the, in. Yeah, the frames cost hundreds of dollars. And yeah. Yeah, they, you're, only, you're only limited to what they have in stock. God, I remember the first pair of glasses I ever got, my dad was like, you can get the cheapest frames in the store or any other pair of frame that's exactly that amount of price. So it was like, okay, so I'm dealing with the bottom tier of anything. So I ended up getting these really disgusting looking like black, or sorry, blue plastic frames that broke nearly immediately. Were they the Carl's Jr. frames? Remember the Carl's Jr. sunglasses you'd get free at Carl's oh. Jr.? Yes. Uh, also, when men, up, it was called Hardee's. I'm sorry, the, the ones you get at Hardee's. <laughs> also, when Men in Black came out, uh, if you went to Burger oh, yeah. King, you'd get a free pair of like basically remember cheap Burger King, Men in Black sunglasses. They Rans. <laughs> I remember now, like I was kind of put in a corner there because my dad forced me to buy the cheapest frames, and then they broke immediately because I was a kid. And then he yelled at me because they broke. And then he fixed it with hot glue. Oh. So I basically had this giant While glob of hot head. glue and then a fingerprint on like my glasses. I was the coolest kid in school. Yeah. <laughs> Wondering where that was going. No, Adam, keep clicking. Adam, Adam, Adam keep clicking. Adam, Adam, keep clicking. God right. damn it! I was trying to level up. Hit one. Hit one. Hit one. You're gonna lose. I'm gonna oh lose. my god! You're gonna lose your first fight because you lose. fucking scrolled off the screen. Sorry. Oh. Oh wow, that was close. How did he do he that? He didn't get it. He didn't get oh. it. Didn't get now it. he's fighting dragon. You gotta hire more women. I'm you need trying. A, can you buy more weapons too? Buy buy Izumi. You oh wait, you need afford. 145 million. Yeah. You gotta stop wasting your money, man. Is the ad read over? Yes, it is. So moving on. This is a really quick kind of. I feel like this wraps in. Click on the little dog. Oh yeah, you gotta click on the little dog thing. It gives you gold. You got 26 million gold from clicking on the dog. No, he awesome. hasn't been clicking on the dog. You yeah. guys need to chill out. <laughs> I, I, this is like normally Adam goes. Anyone else want to play? I want to. I want to play. Maybe okay. we'll, let's swap. Maybe, let's sure. swap. Maybe let, James, sure. maybe let James captain this ship. Man, I, I'm, yeah, this is. You just don't care. Is the problem? Yeah, you don't care about Sakura clicker. <laughs> why would I? What is the What is the auto clicker? One. I feel like I feel like. What is it? One. It's just one. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> This is this is what people play after they like get shot in the spine and they're learning to walk again or like to get some sort of like yeah to get their boners back no <laughs> like the the idea of they have forgot basic movement or thought yeah, processes and they're like up. here you go the most all simple thing in the world you all you got to do is click fuck me and it's visually stimulating this is for two year olds well, I mean, yeah this is for, it's a it's a flash game uh, sorry to any audio no, podcast I'm, I'm listeners I'm pretty sure there are a lot of thirty playing garbage playing right now. James uh, loves it. I know. Look so, at him. I know. And then this this was my worry is that <laughs> the mouse is right next to the microphone. All you're gonna hear is click, click, click. No, no. Click, click, I click. just needed to do that to level up. Look, now I fucking powered up my main clicker. She's doing one point it's one, eight million damage. That's true. J three seconds at the helm Look, and James and is annihilating this game. Kind of, fucking kind of slaughtering pathetic. it. It's because I care. <laughs> so uh no, uh, Tetsuya Nomura, the guy who's directing the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, yes, him. Uh, yeah, he dropped- You missed a dog! It faded away, come on. Oh, James, James. blew you, it. You guys need to pay 
pay attention to Lawrence. People, nah. That includes Lawrence. This is Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Lawrence, pay attention to your brain. So he, he basically said that the, the, the combat system of Final Fantasy VII is going to get like a dramatic, dramatic change. Good. And this is, it's funny because, yes, you say good because you've thought about it and you realize playing, playing first of all, if you wanted to play Final Fantasy VII, you could do it now. It's on PlayStation um, 3. It's on everything. So I, I want to say the Final Fantasy, that they had a timer that would count how long you played, and I think it capped off at like... 99 hours? I think it's like 99 or 80 hours or something like that. I remember filling that thing up three times. Nice. Whoa, really? I played a shitload of Final Fantasy VII. I, I've probably played it more than any other game. Um, I've also played other Nomura games, such as Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. So That's I played. I love those games. Yes, so I'm very familiar with his work. I enjoy his work. I've actually met him. I went to the Final Fantasy VII Advent Children premiere nice. in Los Angeles when I was working at G4. I met the guy, and I like freaked out a little bit because I'm like, I'm playing, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 2 right now, and you're fucking awesome. <laughs> and he was sort of like Whoa. indifferent. Well, you played the Enter boss. There you go. Ew. Um, anyway, so, yes, go ahead. I, I'm saying for anyone out there who's going to get mad at me for saying... No, Materia oh, is the best thing in the world, and uh, Ultimate Weapon and Final Fantasy, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I've played a lot of it. Sorry. Yeah, That's condescending. <laughs> Stop being condescending. <laughs> condescending. I'm um, one of the biggest Final Fantasy VII fans in the world, and I'm not that excited for the Final Fantasy VII remake until I fucking see a game. Are they going to make the game not look like Final Fantasy VII? That's my. That's actually kind of my. Oh, yeah. so wait, wait, weird. you don't want it to look like that? No, I don't want it to look like the original Final Fantasy VII. No. I kind of do. Or like the pre-rendered background. Bro. We've already have that one. So yeah, we have well, no, I know, but like mo more modern. I my fears are going to go like the Final Fantasy thirteen route, where oh, it's this pseudo sci-fi. Like oh. I don't know. It basically loses. They're going to change this. So I hope. Well, because so, look at. Well, actually, no, because of Advent Children. Remember the way they kind of changed the look of everything? They didn't really. So th this is the. I brought this up before. When people think about Final Fantasy VII, really the only thing they think about is Midgard, because the rest of the game oh didn't look like that. Like Midgard was very cyberpunk. You like should sit here, Lawrence. You guys can kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you get when you I get know, three hours into Final Fantasy VII, kind of Final, it, was it looks like a typical fantasy. Yeah, game. yeah. It looked like a yeah. Was, anyway, anyway uh, how how this relates to the previous topic is. So that 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 has basically made the rounds, and it's funny seeing people like people on the internet react to that, because to like to a point, everybody's like, uh, I don't know what that means, but I think I don't like it, because I think it's the sort of thing where like oh, that's me being condescending. Sorry, I think that's the sort of thing where like somebody wants to feel the way they felt when they first played Final Fantasy VII, but they don't know what that means. Wow, there's a theme in this week's podcast. I right. Like you're clicking. Yeah. Picking up on it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's getting to the you point where... You will never feel the way you did the first time. You saw That's Five Nights at Freddy's video. Yeah, yeah, remember the first time you felt semen leave your body? No. You'll never feel that again. I, I, no, I blacked that. out. Yeah, I don't remember that. Don't that remember was magical. That God, what a, what a confusing so, and exciting time. So can I tell you what I want no, you play your game. from uh, Final Fantasy VII yes. Remake? I want it to be like Streets of Rage. I think it should be a beat-em-up. Like, like a Air new, Guys? A new combat style. Or the Bouncer! It only takes about... Three and a half, maybe four hours to get through because the game only costs about twenty bucks. But it's all the major points of the series that you okay. get to do again. Like maybe you even get to play a Sep Sephiroth burning down Nibelheim, cool. or it's like stuff like that. You do different things that you didn't already do in Final Fantasy VII. Sure. So like maybe play they like a bit more. they just they just take that's like just the biggest set pieces. Core. Oh yeah, that's Christ. They just take the biggest set pieces of Final Fantasy VII and they uh, and they just like do them in a new way. So like. The motorcycle chase scene yeah. is now it like has new cool game mechanics. Sounds like you it. want you want. I think you're starting a whole new business here. It's like the cliff notes of gaming. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, um, well, hi, I'm a full time father and I've got a job at the methadone clinic. I don't have eighty hours. Do they make methadone like, clinics anymore? They do. They make methadone clinics. Do they make anymore? them? 
Buy more women. I mean, hire them, sorry. <laughs> yes, I think they do. Anyway, there you go. so whatever, you work a full-time nice. job, you don't have time to play with little Japanese dolls anymore, but you want the three-hour version. I think we're millionaires. Well, it, no, no, my my, my That would fail Spool's $1 one hour, though. My whole case is, Champion of is the that they have... You can get Final Fantasy VII right now. Yes, you can. You yeah. can get it, and it looks pretty fucking good if you yeah. get it on PC. Yeah, but I want to buy it again, and I want it to be the same. No, but that's what I'm saying. You don't. Hold on. Because hold they on. want an HD remake. I want remake. to relive can my I, Can I say what I want? I Final really Fantasy want to hear what Bruce wants. Never played Final Fantasy VII. I've seen it. I've watched it played five, six times at least, all the way through. Sure, yeah, it looks like a Final Fantasy. Uh, and I don't know the story, by the way, even though I've watched it. Uh, eh, don't worry, a lot of people that have played it. I cried! Um, I don't really even know the story. Yeah. I played I, it a lot. I want, no, it was an alien. I just want to, oh, yeah. I, I don't, I, it sounds like Final Fantasy has gotten nowhere near trying to, like, access the larger audience. Like, I know a lot of people like Final Ooh, Fantasy, but I don't, People are going to get mad at you Well, they're that. not the larger audience, unfortunately. Regardless, I, I want them to try and, like, access people like me. That are, that are like, hmm. like this game looks like like kind of what James described, which looks really cool. And I'm like, oh, holy shit! Like this looks really neat, and it might be really easy to get through this without having to worry about digesting 40 hours. Wow. Sorry, you want them to whitewash the series? I, no, I do. Well, the only reason is Bruce. hold on. The only reason is is because it already exists. So yep. so it, it's if, Mass Effect. If they yeah, <laughs> that's, that's actually a really good point. Um, but that's that's sort of what it is for me. I'd like to see it so that I can play it huh. and sit down and play for four hours. Uh, I mean, the thing I, what I really liked about Final Fantasy was I remember Enemy Final Fantasy Seven was the first Final Fantasy played. I played. Uh, I've only actually played seven, eight, nine. <laughs> uh, I didn't really get through the other ones. They didn't really interest me. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I just kind of. I think I got into other games at that time. But seven. I mean, go back and watch those early commercials. You're like, I don't know what this is, but I want it. Well, it was and, entirely the CG. Right. It was like yeah. the cool shit of like Cloud on a motorcycle. Yeah, but, but even and the, then those like sky shots of Midgar, you're like, oh. But awesome. even even the fight scenes, like, like uh, watching the combat, you're like, yeah. this is different. And like it because it's turn based, they Polygons. could do some, well, they could do these like really cool things. Like that dude's got spiky hair and he's got a sword. And this is about the time I discovered what anime was. Yeah. Not it was that I really a ever got magical real. window for a lot of American yeah. children. Yeah, and like this is uh, this is also. Actually, yeah, this is pre-internet, so I only had magazines and friends, and like, you okay there, James? Watch, no, he's, he's gonna do that thing because he thinks he's cool. Sniped. It turns out. It's, I've been watching a lot. I'm of like that. I'm like that Yu-Gi-Oh player we were. I was watching. just gonna say I've been watching a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh videos. Uh, <laughs> I gotta get ready for anime. Our, yeah, we gotta get ready for our Yu-Gi-Oh duel. I, I brought my GoPro in too, so we can. Uh, I need to buy a cape. We're gonna go. For the God, yeah, we're gonna go. To I the need store to buy that some, uh, the cards. the deck dual disc. Yeah, I've been looking deck. at it. They're really fucking expensive. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! You have to buy. They don't make them anymore. And all it is, it just replaces a table. Yeah, but you <laughs> I, have it on your arm. I remember Flopping watching cards. Oh. So I've been watching a lot of clips of Yu-Gi-Oh, and I remember seeing it when it was on TV when it first came out. Because like I'd watch Pokemon and other Digimon and other shit that was just on. Just like I'll check it out, whatever. Uh, and I remember Yu-Gi-Oh being strange because it's a little boy with the voice of a forty-five-year-old man. And he's like, my father is dead. And you're like, why, why is that your voice? Dear God. What is that coming from? Uh, it's a gold, I bought a gold fountain spell. So much gold! Uh, uh, sorry, audio podcast listeners! You bought a gold fountain? Yeah, so Adam wasn't buying any of the spells, Shut and up. you can buy a spell that just spews out gold. Wow. You can cast it every, this what, whole thing 30 seconds? scales no, in no, the no. dumbest way possible. Nine minutes, okay. You're killing a... Boss, what was that? 2.9 billion hit points. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Best Good call out. on the uh, auto, auto clicker. clicker yeah, yeah, I know. I'm full of them. Because because now you can just power up. Now every click does 15 million damage. Um, anyway, love this game. <laughs> I want them to remake this. You're not clicking. There you go. Uh, I love that we live in a world where we can be mad about a fight combat system in a remake of a game that no one deserves. 
Wow. Ooh, wow. What? No, a game already came out. No, no, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, Square doesn't owe you anything. That's I'm true. just they don't they don't need to make it. Look, there's a theme in this week's episode. Yes, there is a theme. <laughs> Everyone was asking for it, but I'm sure at some point Square was like, you guys really don't want this. This is not what you want. Oh. You already played it. And like I'm sure there's a lot of people who work there who are like, I don't like Final Fantasy VII. They're like, it's the it's my least favorite one. Nine is where we should go. Go back to Final Fantasy. Go back you. to actual Final Fantasy. Have tails there's, there's and always, weird shit. There's always that one. Whenever Mages. Well, but I'm assuming seven though is the probably the best selling game of, of all. The uh, it was Fantasy. very. It sold Total very unit well. sales. I'm not sure about that. What what, what would be better? I mean, so, so the 13 series, I think, did really. I think maybe. May beat it because the it first on... thirteen probably did really well. The, the 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 trick is like game sales in general have just gone up over time. So the best selling game in nineteen ninety eight does not even compare to like a metal selling game nowadays. No, I know that, but what I'm saying is like uh, the best selling game of all time is Tetris from two thousand six. That's true. I know. Regardless, I'm, what I'm saying is does that count with mobile though? Oh my so, gosh, with Final it Fantasy, was mobile. With Final Fantasy seven, that was probably their most popular game. I would assume in terms of sales and. Vocal majority and all the other garbage. I, th I think 10 probably is probably a little more popular. There's also one of those really frustrating yeah. things about the games industry where, unlike the film industry, where a lot of people are like, well, that movie failed because here are the box office receipts. Yeah, you can't see any of that even, stuff. Yeah, even though it's a, you know, it's a bit more transparent, even though it is still kind of shady. There's some yeah. uh, weird, there's, there's a, we could do the whole other podcast on that. But regardless, the game industry, it's a lot of guessing. Yeah. It's a lot of guesswork. And you Unless can only, they tell you, and they only tell you if they're trying to brag. Exactly. So it's hard to, I mean, to answer your question, Bruce, no one knows. No, um, but I'm gonna guess. I'm, I'm that's the reason they remade it. It, it has yeah. the most resonance, definitely. Yeah. Like I feel like the property of Final audience. Fantasy VII is Shenmue. the most valuable. I, I guess also for those who don't know why we're uh, waxing so hard on uh, Final Fantasy VII too, it was a big deal at the time because since before that, Final Fantasy was mostly known as a Nintendo franchise. Mm. It yeah. was on NES. It was on Super Nintendo. Oh. Like uh, that's the only way you could play it. And the fact that this was. The, the big one, and it was a PlayStation exclusive, it was like, at the time, was like, mind-blowing. And like, people, like myself, bought a PlayStation just for that game. Because you're like, it's on three discs. Back in the day when more discs meant good. Yeah. yeah. You're like, this still does. Yeah, uh, to a degree. Yeah. Lost Odyssey, man. Four discs. Good shit. Yeah. Uh, well, discs don't really exist anymore. But, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, blue, oh, I'm saying plural. That's weird. I remember. Uh, it's just Blu-rays now. And if a game comes on two Blu-rays, God help you. That's a real no, big Another Goo Girl. Oh, slime. There was a... Out of girls. I remember 6 was kind of my entry point because I just randomly rented it from like the video rental store when it's called Final Fantasy 3. And then I remember, Humble. like, blew my mind. And then uh, I remember seeing screenshots of what Final Fantasy 7 was supposed to be in Nintendo Power because it was on the N64 for a little bit. It looked like garbage. And then they abandoned it because the N64 didn't have enough storage for what they wanted to do. Hmm. And then, yeah, I had to buy it. I got it on PC, Final Fantasy 7, when it came out like a year and a half later. Oh, the throws I, of being I saw Mark, The game ran like garbage. Like there, there are moments where like uh, I forget which one it is, like Emerald Weapon or something like that's like yeah, uh, it's super choppy. I forget. Uh, it's not Emerald Weapon. I'm being an idiot. It's been so long since I played the game, but they would do the thing where they would layer the FMV and then put the polygon character oh, on yeah. there, and, and you'd be like scroll at the same time, and you're yeah. trying to run, and it's just like slowing down. <laughs> at some point, the developer said, "This is my vision. This is what we want," and then the game would also go from like. You know, you're like super tall clouds, like normal looking, like in the, the CGI Yeah, cutscenes. I noticed that. And then you're like the super boxy, like crappy character, but his eyes blinked, so that was cool. Um, that was cool. But yeah, it was it was a sort of, I, I don't know, it's sort of a weird entry point. I think it was uh, it was there for a lot of people, so I'm pretty sure that's why there's a, a nostalgic uh, tie to it, probably more than most other Final Fantasy well, games. It's the same with Shenmue, the same deal. Like there were people that played Shenmue when they were 14, loved the game, and it's just, it's nostalgia. I mean, like, 
You go back and play Final Fantasy VII. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's better than Shenmue. I'm. I'm sure of it. Right? It's completely right. right? It's got to be better. Uh, I, I think it's I, better. It depends what you like. I, I think it's better. I don't care if it depends I, on what it's, subjectively speaking. Is it better or not? I think to oh. me it is better because Shenmue was an experiment, and okay, experiments yeah. don't don't tend to uh, fare as well as Final Fantasy VII, which at that point was a pinnacle of a game type. Like, it was a game type that already existed. Right. And it was the pinnacle of that game type of the time. Okay, I see what you You know? Right. So, like, it was more like a, this is the perfect... Up to this point, this is the perfection of this kind of format, yeah. whereas Shenmue was, let's try something entirely new. Um, I so guess this, these are two unrelated things, but I've had, I had a great idea. Oh, so oh I found out, I was looking at Reddit the other day, there's an island where, like, it hasn't been touched by... Oh, yeah. It's, like, off the coast of, like, India or something like that, and, like... Other outside humans haven't been on that because they just get murdered. Mm -hmm. Like they don't let anyone there, and it's like hard to even get photos of it. We should kidnap someone from nice. that island, yes. put them in a room, and give them two games. Oh, okay, all right. And be like review, and so it's like it's like Island Man reviews. <laughs> what does review? <laughs> yeah, tribal reviews. We'll nice. call it. Perfect. Yeah, and so we new YouTube series. Well, well then, because this guy ha he is the perfect barometer. Because at the very end, he's like. Yeah, Shemu wasn't that good. Yeah, and you're like, which, see? Which one did I like? Yeah, yeah, see? And he was like, he's like, but even Final Fantasy, he's like, I didn't really follow the story. Like, the Genova part didn't make much sense, yeah. and <laughs> Sephiroth wasn't really uh, the, the villain I was looking for. I don't know. I think the big thing, the big, the big thread connecting those two is both Shenmue and Final Fantasy VII uh, were astounding in their time because they set new levels of production value. Well, also at the time, I mean, the, we we have the the luxury of looking at new games. Like we're just watching the Xbox press conference stuff right now. There was a game where. You play as basically Dante with a dragon, yeah. and he puts on headphones and kills things. Still like, bound. It looks fucking awesome. But then you show any kid that, or who has grown up playing that sort of stuff, and then you show him Final Fantasy VII, they go, ew. But at the time, like that was revolutionary. Well, it's it's funny because there's there's a weird narrative there where Seven came out. It had FMV. It had awesome music. It had relatively interesting characters for the time. But, uh, but none of sure. that matters if it can't suck you in. I mean, like, well, that's what sucked people in. It, yeah. it was an entirely new thing. And then, and then the 7 Tech demo came out, and uh, yet again it was like, oh, holy shit, that looks better than anything else I've seen right now. Wait, so, wait, for those who don't know, talk about what's the Tech demo? The, the PlayStation 3 Tech demo, they showed it, Square showed it at, uh, it, was like, it was like showing off the PlayStation 3, all the amazing power it had. They basically remade um, a very brief intro section from 7. And I think it scratched the same itch, where people were like, holy shit, that's how I remember 7. I remember well, the first time I played 7, it gave me this, this amazing realized look at this new world Oops, with amazing production value. The problem is, tech is at the point now where you can't really wow people with production value anymore. It's true. So, yeah. Are you serious? Like, what do you mean? Like, like, what, what game has blown you away with just the the way it looks and the way it sounds? Like the visuals? I guess Crisis. Oh. Crisis 3. Crisis, um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but like, well, A, okay, so I just finished Stick of Truth. The fact that I can play an episode of South Park blew my mind. Mm, it's uh, only at 30 frames a second, though. <laughs> also, that's, that's production design. I think yeah. No, but well, I'm saying, like, it is. They, it's more like, the first time you play Quake, you're like, fuck me, it's more, in yeah. 3D! Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm okay. There's a difference, It's, it's frustrating because, I guess, South Park does it so well that you don't notice it. Mm. It's because, like, you couldn't have done that on the N64. And it's proven with the N64 that's version of the South terrible. Park game that looked like garbage. Right, yeah. And... I, I'm playing this game and going like I am in an episode of one of my favorite shows. This is really cool. But then also just watching the Xbox press conference, um, this could be a total lie. But Crackdown Three looks like you can destroy every building in the game, and they just topples over and falls on other buildings. I'm like that blew me away. And then the the Quantum Break stuff, like aesthetically, looks amazing. But the what I guess what Lawrence is trying to get at, and what is actually true, is that yeah, the graphics will get you there for a second. 
Sure. And then after that, once crackdown, all the buildings go down, and you're like, "Fuck, I got nothing left to do in this game." Well, ultimately, you know, gameplay like, is always the most important thing, and that's what we're saying. Sure, I, I agree, hundred so, percent. So, so I guess that's what that's what I'm getting at is yeah. that, like, with Final Fantasy VII, the gameplay that's nostalgic to you doesn't matter to me. So if I want to sit down and play Final Fantasy VII, I'm not going to be super wowed by the fact that it was like the game from 15 years ago. Sure. I, I, I mean, if you if we're going to go in order of things of wow factor for Final Fantasy VII and like what I nostalgically remember, it basically goes design. Uh, <laughs> for me, it was all aesthetic. Like, sorry, yeah, basically design aesthetic, same yeah. sort of thing, and then. Um, the music and gameplay? the look of gameplay in there gun. somewhere. Gameplay is like third. Third. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, because well, it's, it's fucking turn-based combat. I it's know. Like, okay. I, I'm aware. It's I'm an active time battle, Adam. It's not turn-based. Sure. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I think then seconds maybe like golden saucer. Yeah. The golden Chocobos. Chocobos. Say, it, it had a world which was filled with side quests that weren't just pointless things. They yeah. like like you. Getting to the end game of Final Fantasy VII was like thoroughly enjoyable. Well, getting Knights of the Round and then killing Ruby Weapon was. Way more satisfying than killing Sephiroth. Like Sephiroth was easy. Like yeah. he wasn't that big of a deal. Like if you could take out Emerald though. Weapon and One Ruby Weapon, you shit. were cool. And he blew up the entire solar system like eight times while you were fighting him. Yeah. Ah. Um. Actually, that would be great if we could uh, skip the summon cutscenes. That'd be fantastic. Those are long. Yeah. Some of them. Well, Knights no, of the Round takes ten minutes. That was yeah, an option. Awesome. That was an option in seven. You just go in and turn it into a quick summon. And it would like go schwong, and then it would be like a bop, and then the number would pop out. Awkward. Well, this, look, it just added to my 80 hours of playing the game, so whatever. <laughs> I showed it to my friends. I think I actually still have the memory card somewhere at my mom's house. <laughs> you said it. Yeah, yeah, I have my Check it out. Yeah, you better. I have my Final Fantasy It should be in a frame save. somewhere. Oh, man. Well, anyway, I'm going to... I want to build a time machine to go back in time and beat myself up. If you're in a... <laughs> if you're nostalgic for cool things from the late 90s, you might be interested in a subscription from Loot Crate. This is a sponsorship, by the way. No, no. Thank you, Loot Crate, for sponsoring this podcast, but for less than $20 a month, you can get six to eight items of gamer and pop culture licensed gear, apparel, apparel collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure to head to lootcrate.com slash dudesoup and enter code dudesoup to th save $3 on any new subscription. Uh, this month, the theme is villains. This is, I'm going to read this because this copy is, is, is pretty interesting. Whether they're terrifying or tragic, something about bad guys and gals is just plain fun. Probably the snazzy outfits, army of henchmen, and totally relatable, quote, treat yourself to some sweet loot, end quote, attitude. <laughs> Thanks for joining us as we celebrate our dark side with epic items from Marvel, an exclusive DC figure, a unique wearable we've never put in a crate before, and more. Was it a thong? Does that mean like a condom? Yeah, what does that mean? You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it, it's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash dudesoup, and enter code DUDESOUP to save $3 on your subscription today. Once more, lootcrate.com slash DUDESOUP. Enter code DUDESOUP. No spaces, all lowercase. Somebody needs to do that and tell us what this unique wearable is. Because I'm pretty sure it's a condom. No, I don't think it's a condom. They wouldn't put that in Loot Crate. I think it's a thong. Could be a thong. Yeah, I think it's a thong. Uh, Batman thong? Ooh, a bat thong. So, uh, continuing hold the trend wait, of... Whoop. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Oh, yeah. This is for the video podcast. All right. Uh, no! Uh, no! Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Uh, well, the, the, the character you're playing as the right, just look at her face. She's like... She's really yeah, into She's this. just as bored as I am. She's, she's like, is this it. all there is to life? She's a billionaire. She's a trillionaire. She's a trillionaire. Holy we shit. We made it to a trillion, boys. This is so stupid. Hire more women. I... God. It's, it's, I know this doesn't happen, but I, I really enjoy the idea that at the end of your life, you stand before St. Peter and he makes you justify the way you spent your life on Earth. 
Like and this. he's like he's like flipping through his giant book, and he's like, mm -hmm. "You spent 17 hours clicking on anime girls." Uh, Saint Peter, I actually let it go overnight a couple times. So <laughs> I had an uh, that's not entirely accurate. Um, dear God, uh, I had this nightmare one time where when you die, you're basically strapped into a chair, and you're you have to watch your life again in oh, real time, and like just cringe at everything. Well, no, you did here's wrong. the worst part: you get to the end where you die. And then you're seeing the part where they strapped you in the chair. Again. You're like, no! <laughs> and then you have to watch yourself watching yeah. your own life. Well, the, the idea is like, depending on how much you lived your life or didn't, is the punishment you have to endure. So it's like, there's a sort of idea of like, you should probably make your life interesting in case oh. when it's all over, you have to He's be saying do drugs. There's a, dr there's a dog. Yeah. But wait, watching yourself do drugs would not be nearly as interesting as doing drugs. I mean, I guess that's sort so of you the, just, maybe you get to experience yourself. it. I guess like that's the thing is that you don't really feel the experiences other than the sense memory. I don't know. Sense memory. Yeah, there was That's a good. A I never saw that movie. Uh, was it Walter Mitty? You see that? I did. Yeah. Uh, there was a, I, someone put a clip on it. I, I saw, saw it. it. There's the uh, one where it's like Sean Penn or whatever, and he's like, he's like, why don't you take the photo? He's like, sometimes I just want to take it in, and like I do that all the time. Or there's always people at a party, which I feel like takes away from the moment where they're like, I'm having such a good time. Everyone fucking stop right now. Oh, yeah, take Look at us having fun. I'm like, that's oh, yeah. not fun. I'd rather have the memory. Well, that's why you do candid, women, candid photos. So you don't tell anybody you're taking pictures. Get a harem. Oh, yeah. Buy them. Buy them. Yeah. It, it is. It's funny though, because like, yeah, you'll, you'll look at Just like, uh, you don't have to, I don't know, you'll be out like at a, at a, you know, you're camping. And like when you're camping, you're miserable because like <laughs> your pits stink, your crotch itches, like everything's bad. You haven't slept well. You take a photo though and like, it looks like you're having fun. Ah, and then, like, years later, you're comfortably in your home in your air yeah. conditioner, like, huh, I was happy then. Yeah. And you're like, no, you were miserable. Life sucked. It was bad, but, like, the memory is good. You only For do the that. record, this is basically Adam's outlook, not necessarily everyone's outlook. <laughs> I love Adam. Adam. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're clicking women. Uh, I think I'm Adam... actually not doing any clicking. Uh, <laughs> anyway, if you're having a good time, don't stop me. You're zone 11, too. Hey, the fact that the number's going up implies that there's an end, so just keep at it. There is. There's a button you fought the so same you can girl. get to this last spell, which resets everything. Uh, what does that mean? Great. You're going to prestige? Well, rewarding 12 Restarts spirits. Game progress? Prestige. What do spirits do? I don't know. Hmm, oh, it's, we'll these, it's these. Oh, things. you got a new one! Oh! oh dear, dear audio it's, podcast I think these things are spirits. I'm sorry. Okay. And then you can trade them in to... You start oh, the game over, and then you can the next go topic. Lawrence, come on. For, like, these things. What's the next topic? Well, this is... So, I haven't seen True Detective Season 2 yet. Nope. You guys have. Yeah. And over. it seems like the theme... One more episode! The theme is still carrying over, where <sighs> people saw True Detective Season 1, they thought... They thought they knew what they wanted, and now they're getting mad that they're not getting that exact thing again. Yeah. Well, I'll let you guys run with this one, because yeah, I haven't seen it yet. But. True, so True Detective Season 1 was an interesting conundrum, because it was this new thing that people thought that they understood, but then started theorizing that maybe they didn't, but then it turned out in the end that they did the whole time. <laughs> like, if that makes any sense. So basically, does, yeah. as True Detective Season 1 was unfolding, people were like, oh, I know what kind of show this is. But then it was changing, they were like, wait, maybe I don't. And then there were all these theories, the same thing happened as Breaking Bad was kind of reaching its end, yeah. where people yeah. were like, oh my god, I don't know what's going on, well, what's it, happening, it could be sign, anything. It's a sign of a good show, Lost, at this all stuff, where you put in theories. The thing with True Detective, though, was it was never too crazy, it was just everyone was assuming it was crazy, and yeah. ended up being very much grounded. Straight, pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, know. and you're like, oh, that makes sense. There okay. was that one, in the end of season one, when he's like, 
looking at the universe. And yeah, that's just that's, that's just, just his outlook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. him personally. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the entire show. Uh, so, yeah. so what's interesting? I, know, I think they imply that there's there is a grounded supernatural element in the show. Eh, kind. Of, it has a Twin Peaks vibe. I no. agree. However, I don't think that that's what the show is always trying to communicate. I agree. Yeah. I think. Um, but regardless, I think the True Detective season two, uh, the the show. I think here's a, I really want to talk to an actual detective. By the way, and the reason uh, is because the show. Well, like, how often has she been a detective for like big murders and things like that? Like ten years for murders? Yes, she did. She does. She did really. She commits murders. I look. Well, then I want to talk to your mom. Growing growing up uh, with a uh, a police officer for a family member, you find just like random pictures of dead bodies Mm. in like uh, the family scrapbook, where she's like, (laughs) I remember that one. I'm just saying, this is the sort of shit I grew up with, where, like, I, I remember finding she, like, this picture. Leave a picture accidentally? She, she, yeah, she took, like, a Polaroid, and I think she just threw it in there. But um, there was a photo of a dead body they walked in on um, where, so what happens when the body just lays there for too long? The blood pools a certain, basically goes where gravity goes. So there's this big fat dude, and his head was all black. Like, he was a white dude, by the way. And his head was just, it looked black, but it was all blood in there. And then his whole body was just pale white, but his hands and his feet were just puffed up and huge. And I think the cat started eating his no! nose. And I remember just going, Mom, yeah. like, what is this? And well, the reason I say that is because I'm curious to find out how close it is to an actual detective. Okay. Well, well I think she actually watches the show, too, so I should ask I mean, her. Yeah, you should ask In her. terms of True Detective Season 2, a lot of it doesn't deal with necessarily conventional police work. You know what I mean? Well, especially now. Well, no, but it, what I'm saying is they're following leads. That's, they, that's what they're yeah, doing. They, yeah. And that's one of the things that I think that the show does communicates well that everybody can't follow. Well, it's well, hard for me to follow because there's a bunch of leads they're following. The show also doesn't treat you like you're a fucking moron. Which I like. Which I appreciate. Which I like that's when all shows do. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, like Deadwood, like... You have to basically learn, like Deadwood and The Wire, I feel like you have to like the wire, learn yes. a new language Absolutely. basically just to understand it. That's true. Yeah. But once you, it's sort of like learning a new language, you just shut your brain off and go, and just like, just take me, take me as you will. Nice. And then you start to enjoy it and then you rewatch it and go, oh, I didn't get that the first time. That's a well, sign of a good Here's show. something else about the controversy because a lot of people, True Detective season two is gaining a lot of criticism from people saying it's not as good as the first season. And I would argue that point. But I think Bruce has the best outlook because Bruce watched season one almost immediately before season two began. I did. How amazing is season one? The first four episodes are boring. Okay. And, and the thing <laughs> is that they're shot really well. Um, so the, the cinematography is amazing. Uh, the acting's pretty good. The writing is boring. And, and, it's, and the, the fact of the matter is, is that they're like, whether or not you think season two is boring, they're at least following leads. In season one, it's a lot of them just sitting in a car theorizing. Like, a lot of car talk. Like, and, and what they're doing there, and I, again, I love season one. I think season one's probably one of the, one of the best seasons of television that exists anywhere. Uh, they're establishing character for you. So when at the end of this, uh, the season, when they're in danger, you're worried about them. Rather than like, oh, there's a, there's a murderer on the loose. We, here's the murderer. Oh, I got to follow the lead. Oh, we caught him. You know, like, yeah. that's, that's nothing. Um, the first four episodes I watched with my girlfriend, who hadn't seen it yet, and I was like, just get through them. Just get through them, because I realized how boring they were. And I was like, just get through them, we'll get there. And you get to the final shot of episode four of season one, which is like that really long, continuous shot with no, no cuts. And it's amazing, and that gets you back into the series. That's where most people were like, have you seen this show? Check this show out. Right, and it yeah. is that shot. Like, it is worth watching just for that moment. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there was really a moment like that in uh, season two, but going back to the, the topic at hand. There's a shootout in season two that's fucking amazing. No, it's a great shootout. It's, yeah. it's great. And for any, you know, sort of like pseudo cop drama that takes place in Los Angeles, thank you for, you know, at least trying something different. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, 
I think a lot of people were like, oh, I hope they're going to do the one shot again. And I was really glad they didn't. Yeah, I, I was too. Because yeah. like, the, like our whole topic today, um, it's nice to look at what everyone's telling you what to do and then just saying, yeah. fuck it, I'm going to do my own thing because this is what I want to do. And I think ultimately you'll walk away and look at True Detective Season 1, 2, and then possibly 3 and go... I liked how different they are. Are you making kissing noises? What the what fuck is, is going on back there? Nothing. You're on the podcast. Spool and I are having a moment. No. What are you talking about? It's very distracting. Joel's trying to make out with Spool's editing. Anyway, I lost my thought. Joel, whatever. Uh, here's another thing, too. Uh, I think the series is... Uh, we're lucky in that it's an anthology, right? Hmm. How's and, new characters every season? And so it's new characters every season. Like, honestly, American Horror Story is not a good show. The first season's really good, and everything since then has been pretty much one good first episode and then a bunch of other blah afterwards. And then shoehorned musical segments? Thanks. Shoehorned in musical segments more <laughs> recently. I, it seems like everyone's getting really bored, and they're not taking advantage of the fact that they can do something new every single time. But it seems, it is and this is purely show. a theory, is that True Detective is going to tackle all the different tropes of detective mm. stories. Oh, so I the first one was Sherlock Holmes. There was this one regular dude, and he had to team up with this eccentric person who he couldn't even relate to on a human level, but mm. seemed to have all the right answers. Like, really weird. That's Sherlock Holmes, basically. So then what's season two? It's season mob. two it's like is, well, thing. it's L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's those types of... Uh, Los Angeles corruption detective stories where we don't have we don't know who to trust who can we trust and it's these people from different departments and they're the good persons from each specific department but like they're forced together to work together all kinds of this which makes me think that the next season will probably be one dude that a woman comes into his office oh, like and says like, yeah like, and like, says I need you to find to this and then that like a unfolds Chinatown. a Chinatown a Sin City uh, something you know something like that so the Maltese Falcon well it's weird because Great movie. Season two was based in LA, and that LA is the hub of noir. So I was like, are they going to go with like a noir detective angle for this so one? They, Apparently, actually, they're not. What they did was really smart. It is based in LA. There are LA things about it, but it actually is more. This, this sounds. <gasps> <laughs> go ahead. Gold go spray! Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I wish this was Vegas. Um, we don't need this, Vegas anymore. This is a, a super hoity toity. Uh, Thing to say when you're from Los Angeles it sounds super hipstery, but very few movies and shows do Los Angeles correctly. Mm. There's so many ways of doing it wrong. Uh, the first step is showing Hollywood because Hollywood uh, yeah, is completely right. misrepresentative of what Los Angeles is. Hmm. Um, True Detective hasn't done that yet. True Detective, it, it's been very yeah. yeah, like very anti-Hollywood. Like it created this make-believe town called Vinci, which is like on the outskirts of L.A. Well, it's like it's every other town in, in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, yeah. yes. So I was like, oh, thank you. This actually feels like a show in L.A. Uh, Drive did a good job of that, yeah, right. I thought, where it's like it showed kind of the the darker side of L.A. Uh, Collateral did a really good job with that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, definitely, yes. Um, Boogie Nights. But like, like Heat, one of my favorite movies, yeah. doesn't really represent L.A. Well, as well. Well, you're also dealing with like world-class bank robbers. Yeah, heat, exactly. So they can buy their way out of living I, like peasants in L.A. Like I, we do. I always say that because Michael Mann did both Collateral and Heat. But um, Collateral, I felt like, was more of a, like, if you watch it, like, L.A. is almost like a, uh, a character in the movie. Like, yeah. the way it's represented and the way, because they shot a lot more of it at night because they had digital cameras at the time that could pick up light that didn't exist back then. So mm. that's why it has a different feel and vibe to it. Regardless, um, so Tom Cruise. Well, True Detective seems pretty, pretty representative of of Los Angeles. Yep. And I mean, even though it's a make believe town, I think they did a really damn good job. Well, it's like you can point to any Tamico. any city 
east of Los Angeles that is Vinci. Like they're yeah. all basically that little city. Well, it's funny. Like like Paramount Studios, you look at images of it and you're like, wow, what a beautiful place. If you do a tour, I, I implore you, visitors of Los Angeles, take three steps to the left and see the broken down like little shanty town next to it and the broken street and the crappy Astro Burger next to it. Like, where is this? Where? Uh, Paramount Studios. Yeah. Oh, like on, yeah, on like Gower. I like Astro Burger. No, it's fine, but I'm just saying like, I think people have this yeah. vision of Los Angeles and Hollywood and the studios, but it's like, it's such a perfect image of like this multi-billion sure. dollar company then right next to it, there's a sidewalk. It's with like a just cash like, only, like There's scuzzy. like a syringe sticking yeah. out of it and you're well, just like, oh, well, Hollywood's disgusting. Joel probably lives in the closest Area to what people visual imagine to Hollywood, be like Silver yeah. Age Hollywood, yeah, like like Los Angeles or whatever. Yeah, but he's like, like we're also like, sorry, Joel, we can't come visit this weekend uh, because uh, yeah, we don't want to get shot. Well, in the then back. also the Well, then Joel tells stories where he's like, I can't fucking find parking in front of my own apartment. Took me forty five minutes to yeah. park in like, front of my own. We were in we were, we were in Frisco, Texas, the other week, and I was like, you could park anywhere, <laughs> but why would you live here? It's one of the things it's I miss very about warm. Texas. You got to uh, drive 60 minutes to get anywhere, but you can park as soon as you get there. It's great. There was so much parking, and Los Angeles will just bend you over a barrel mm -hmm. if you decide to put your car anywhere. But uh, public transportation doesn't really exist, so fuck me, right? Also, <laughs> well, it's, it's one of the. It does. The LA Metro is not that. Well, bad. I mean, like, yeah. it's, the, it's, yeah, it's getting buy, there. It's just, getting yeah. there. Just buy a tap card and be patient. That's all you got to do. Dear. We got phones. We got music and podcasts everywhere. Anyways, the best part of True Detective season two is that there's only eight episodes, so it's really easy to get into, get into because it's really fast. Yeah. You just say um, it's only eight episodes. No big deal. J James, how do you feel about the fact that they traded? I would say what there were three hot women in True Detective season one. Ooh, so yeah. and they traded it for one Abigail Spencer. How does that make you feel? Well, Who never the, gets naked. Hold on. The, oh, uh, actually, in one episode left. And what's her the, face? Uh, the, yeah, the um, Rachel what, McAdams. Yeah, fucking hot. That's Rachel McAdams is hot, but then also she's, Vince she's Vaughn's right. Vince Vaughn's chick is. Oh, yeah, I she, can't figure her boobs out. By the way, I was thinking about that watching the episode last night. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't figure out how her boobs work because they start right about here. <laughs> And then she wears these low-cut dresses that go to about the center of her chest, and you still can't see anything. Well, they, they, no. they, I think they put her in a push-up? I'm not sure. No. It, it might. Uh, no, it looks like it it's might like a push be a push-up bra. It's a push-up bra, but that has more bra below it to make it appear as though, like, I can't point it out on Kumiko here. <laughs> Imagine if Kumiko's boobs stopped as soon as the yeah. as soon as the like material appeared, and then there was fake boob shaping below well, I, it. I have, ah. a, I have a theory about season one because Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey were like producers on that show. And so I think Woody Harrelson was like he, he also sleeps with he has more more time with women, and he's the ugliest dude in the world. Yep. But he gets with every like hot chick on yep. that show. And I was like, huh, EP. Huh? Well, he's the EP. Yeah, yeah. and then season two is like. Well, uh, Taylor Kish got a fucking oh, yeah, dude. Right. That's cool. Yeah, that's true. Neat. Well, no, he also got to have sex with that super hot chick. After he took some Viagra. Well, that wasn't real. And then put on like an Oculus Rift. It was real Viagra. With a dude, picture of a dude strapped yeah. to it. He's like, yeah, I can make this work. Anyways. He's a great actor. So anyway, I do agree that there is a hot chick. There do doesn't have, what's her name, Gidario or whatever? Oh my gosh, Alexandra Diodario. Yeah, yeah. she, uh, the one I guess the she's just not eyes, in it. The one that... Uh, that she, he's having an affair with in season one, but oh, oh gotcha. Sorry, yeah. sorry. But yeah, I know oh, that's it. I'm um, just <laughs> pointing out. Not, not to get stuck on shows too much, um, because probably not everyone's seen True Detective since I know it's on HBO and that's yeah. not easier to get. Watch Mr. Robot. I think, oh yeah. I think the first it's on USA. I think the first four episodes are free on USA.com or something like that. But oh, like, please, that is I think the show that it's 
for me at least right now, it's like the new Breaking Bad. I've got some really bad news for you, by the way. The only reason you guys are watching Mr. Yeah. Robot... Bruce, uh, Bruce dropped it on all of us. No, what? because of my dad. Ooh. That's fine. My dad told me to watch Mr. Robot, and I was like, whatever. Bruce, bad news. Bruce described That's the show, real bad news. The show Bruce described <laughs> sounded awful. Like, he was like, hey guys, there's oh, a yeah, show. Yeah, well, right. he did it's it right. He said, first of all, just the title's dumb. Please don't pay attention yeah, to that. Yeah. <laughs> the title is really well, dumb. Well, you, you like you so, you really undersold me, which is good because then I was like, all right, I'll kind of casually check it out, and it is like one of the best shot, it's, it's one awesome. of the best acted, yeah. one of the most interesting. Like, well, I'm coming around to the title too. I think I think it I think it implies like the main character obviously has a break with humanity and has trouble understanding people and emotions. So, sure. As yeah. much as Christian Slater is Mr. Robot, the main character is also, and I, and personally, I've felt that sometimes um, too. Like, is there? Is there an aspect of being human that I'm just missing out on? Uh, the other thing too, I've that I can watch I, Interstellar and be like, you can, gravity shit is you dumb. You can, uh, I think you can attest to this one, Lawrence. '80s electro is like kind oh, yeah. of a thing now, which I really like. Like, there's a whole subreddit on it, and like, it is a type of music like Kavinsky and a lot of like Laserhawk, and mm -hmm. it is a style of music now that I actually legitimately enjoy. And there's like like '80s throwbacks like uh, Kung Fu, Kung Fury and stuff are like a thing now. Yeah, and uh, Blood Dragon, like I like this sort of like sort of idea that 80s is a thing that never it, the style in which it's done is like it never really actually existed well, it's like a it's fake starting future. to though yeah but it's like it's yeah. making its way back into media and mr robot does that yeah, really well does. every title when it slams and it has the sega font yeah and it's just like it is this pseudo like crappy like it is sort of like blurred a little bit and like but the music in it is so damn good. Like it is all like that, that synth electro like it feels like a john carpenter movie and it's so it's shot in such a way that it makes you feel awkward like they do these really like they'll shoot someone's head. Yeah, yeah. There's so much height, and you're uh -huh. like you feel so uncomfortable. I noticed that in a lot of the dialogue scenes, like uh, the talking head will be in the lower right portion of the screen, mm -hmm. looking to the to the like bottom right corner of the frame, yeah. and you have all this empty space, which to me signifies that like people that have certain mental hangups don't know how to focus on people, don't know how to look at their faces right, often stare off in the distance, like. Yeah, you're right. I think the directing of the show and a lot of the way they frame up people is meant to make you feel kind of broken and like you don't get people and you don't feel comfortable around them just like the main character. It just it feels brilliant. very Stanley Kubrick like it's just shot really well. For a TV show on USA which will show like 16 episodes of CSI back to back and then they do this <laughs> show where I mean like I'm not a hacker but I use a computer enough and I, I understand like certain basic things. The show like True Detective kind of doesn't think you're an idiot. Like, yeah. if they're going to talk about Linux, they kind of assume you know what Linux is or, like, what, you know, the super user uh, permission settings are on Android. Like, I like that they actually they show Twitter and Facebook, too. Yeah. Like, they actually yeah. show those UIs that people know. Uh, like, the other oh. thing they do, too, which I fucking hate in TV shows, whenever people, people pick, up, uh, pick up their smartphone and the light stays on oh, yeah. because yeah. they're not using the phone application right, because yeah. they're just faking it and they opened up the email and they put it to their head and there's still a light on their head, on the show, they actually... Take a phone call, put it through their head, and then the screen dims because the sensor went off because uh -huh. it knows it's using the phone application. Yeah. So there's, it, there's, there's a lot like, of little nods to authenticity. Who, yeah. Whoever does the, uh, the the fact checking on that show, or like who is that meticulous, where they're like, uh, actually, you know, the controller button is green when the Xbox is being played. It's not unplugged. You know, yeah. like people who have an eye for detail like that. Thank you. You're doing a fantastic job. Anyway, watch Mr. Robot. Yeah, it's really good. I think it's collectively our favorite show right now. Are you watching it, James? Uh, I've seen two episodes. Okay, he's getting and, there. And I, I, I like it. I just haven't. Yeah, you're getting. I haven't there. sat down to watch it. Okay. I, I, I will say though, and this is this is not on the show at all, but it does have something that I'm kind of tired of, uh -oh. which oh, no. is 
the exhausting protagonist. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Like okay. like the, but this is this this isn't a bunch of things. I started re listening to Crime and Punishment by whatever Dostoevsky or whatever, and I couldn't finish it because the protagonist is like I'm sick and tired of the time. Like, and it, it was like it was an amazing story, but I just couldn't get into it. I like it's kind of a trope, you know, it to is. have like the like mm -hmm. the protagonist protagonist with a hang up. It's called a tragic hero. Yeah. I guess so. My, my, it's my, like tragic though can be he's very heroic and he goes, but then he does something and he fucks it up. My, my there's turning. there's the other which is which is someone who's like. I don't know if I should do anything. And but the thing is, it's like Fight Club's the same way. Yeah, the you know, show feels very just, Fight Club. And it's it's not that I dislike it for that. So do not think that. I it's just one of those things where I'm like, it's kind of tiring to watch episode after episode and mm -hmm. be like, Ugh, just do something. If the if the show is going where I hope and think it's going, I think it's going to change. I, I think, think so too. His he will change. But well, I don't. I could be wrong. Well, the creator said he's got like five or six seasons in mind, mm. which you should never say. But with the way the First season's going, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm really interested to see how they drag this out. Or, maybe they're not going to drag it out. Uh, but also, the, the turning point for me, I was going to say, James, for that character, um, we all saw the Academy <laughs> Award winning film uh, Need for Speed. Oh, yes, we did. Uh, the main I character in, in um, Mr. Robot is uh, one of the guys in there. Yeah. He was very annoying, and he was awful in that movie. Um, he was just kind of like a little side character, so who cares? But he's really good at Mr. Robot, mm -hmm. which I may have called Bad Robot at some point. His performance is fantastic. No, no, okay, good for me. Yeah. Um, His performance is fantastic. Oh, yeah. come on, get to one uh, yeah, what's about or whatever. I don't remember. What's after Australian? Yeah. I don't know. Come on, let's get there, and that'll be the end of the podcast. Yeah, well, oh, man. What about Mission Impossible? <laughs> it's great. I, I like it. It was a great movie. It's fun. I kind of want to go see it again. It's fun. I'm, I'm enjoying some of the nods back to the first. They, they're working some of the musical themes from the first movie, which I was like, oh, Need that. for Speed? Yes. The oh, first Need for Speed in Mission Impossible 5. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, it's interesting because they, they're trying to tie the universes a together. A what is AA? The, the game is like, you're not supposed to get this far. Like, uh, excuse me. Well, we can stop. Look at your DPS. Oh, Do you man. Do the end of this? No, that's it. All right. Oh, no. no. Hold on. I'm gonna spend I all don't. my money. Okay, I'm gonna oh, spend wait. all my money. No, on no, this. we don't. We, it's, we, uh, we don't pay more.